Like go learn from the best commercial real estate agent in our town. Get his coffees, get his papers, get whatever, because as long as you're helpful to him, you will listen to the conversations he's having. And that is the best education you can get. Welcome to Let's Talk Real with Mel. We are here with Erica Wolf of the Wolf Team, Jupiter, Florida. Yes, thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us. Tell tell us a little bit about your your real estate team and kind of the makeup. What you know? Okay, my little elevator pitch, my yeah. fuel. All right, so I am on my fifteenth year in real estate. I've had a team for the past five years now, um, and we are workaholics. We're a small, mighty team. We're probably overstaffed more than um, agents. So we're really working on recruiting right now, other agents. Um, but all of us are Jupiter natives too. So I think that's something like unique in our area. Um, a lot of people can't really say they're natives. So we've, you know, over the years, just watched what Jupiter's developed into. Um, we run a lot of digital ads farming um with mailers and live in paradise and just try to show off the lifestyle you yeah, know jupiter's nice it's not really a first-time home buyer market is it no okay no tell us tell us no. a little bit for those that don't know um, what... so typically when you buy your first home mommy and daddy help so okay. right <laughs> this is not that this is not that. so that is typically what happens um a lot of times but it used to be, um, but especially since the pandemic, um, we had so many people move from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area down to our area. Um, and so we had an influx of cash transactions. So what's crazy is typically we used to be around like a 40% trash or trash, 40% ad transactions. Um, and the past two years, we went up to 85% cash. Wow. Okay. So it's bringing in, and what's the average price point? So the average price point is 1.5. Okay. So definitely not yeah. first time on buyer yeah. Yeah. activity. Yeah. So it's more uh, retirees, people selling up and moving down, or do, do you get some vacation? Some people buy it as a, as a second home? Um. So a somewhat a second home, um, but really it's a big family area. Okay. So it, it, we do have like a lot of the 40, 50, six-year-olds. We definitely still have snowbirds for sure. That's okay. what we call them when they mm -hmm. go back and forth. Um, we definitely have those and we can tell because season for us is January to April um, because it's cold up north mm -hmm. and that's when they're down there. But typically those people live in either like townhouses um, or condos and Jupiter doesn't have a lot of those. So you typically go south to like Singer Island. So like there's other areas that have a lot more of that. Okay. And yeah, do you service you and your team, you guys only Jupiter or do you go, I mean, outside? out. So, um, we have Martin County, which is North, but we're basically Northern Palm Beach County and then Southern Martin County. We do stay in a little bubble, um, just because we know every street, we know every neighborhood. We've probably been in every house. Um, and we'd rather refer somebody out to an agent that knows that area better than us. You know, so specializing. Uh -huh. You're not trying to, you know, go thir 20 miles, 30 miles outside of town. Correct. You'd rather be a, a very skillful and masterful in yep. that, and know everything about there is everything there is to know about you. Yep. 
And it works because, you know, we end up knowing um, the staff at the town, right? So if we have issues or need help with that, like we end up knowing so many more people um, that can help us move the transaction along. If they have permitting questions, like I can just send an email and get an answer rather than, you know, having to go down a county building department or things like that. So, um, is, so is, there, is there new construction too, or it's mostly? So we're in um, a weird phase where now basically um, you have to tear down a house to build new. So we're out of land, but we have a couple new developments left, um, but they're the last yeah, yeah. And their starting price is like two and a half to get into those okay. community. Yeah. Okay. So um, we represent a couple builders and we do spec homes, um, but we are purchasing homes in great neighborhoods um, that probably haven't ever been updated since the 60s, 70s, maybe a little more worn down um, right. and tearing those down, rebuilding. And rebuilding and, mm -hmm. and selling new. Okay. Yeah. So, so how many people on the team? Um, we have two buyer's agents and I have my assistant who just got licensed and she's an adult. She's amazing. She's 21 and I just adore her. She works harder than all of us combined, I say. Um, she's hungry. Yeah, she's hungry. And then I have my operations and marketing manager. She basically is our glue that holds everyone together. Then we have a transaction coordinator okay. um, and then we have a virtual assistant and an ISA. Okay. So yeah. solid team. Yeah. And, and what is your, if you want to, if you choose to share, your volume look like units or I know units are less important more so but I know your volume because your price point is so you know what's funny is everyone says that our team goal is units not volume okay. I always say don't worry about that just keep focusing on units because like if you know how many deals you can handle a month like you can set your expectations on what your work life looks like first your personal life and everything so I like going off of units um so we should be at I think it's either 73 or 78. I can't remember what's on the board. Okay. But by the time December closes, um, and we will be just around uh, 58 million. Okay, so maybe it's 73 transactions and 58. Okay. That's so a, That's a good good amount of business. And how yeah. long have you been licensed? Well, 15 years. 15, right. Yeah. And so what was it, um, even though you're native, I'm sure your business now looks different than your business then. What did your business look like when you when you first got started? Yeah, so um, we were kind of talking about it earlier is, you know, so many people look at all the things we do and they have to remind themselves that like, I've been in it 15 years. Like I didn't just start with Actually, it. Two years ago. Yeah, like, like you choose one thing, perfect it, and then add on to it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. keep adding new strategies. So. Really, um, so I was 21 when I got licensed, had two children, like struggle bus, whatever story, you know, sad story we have. And I just worked my butt off. I worked in the foreclosure and um, short sale market because it was 2008, um, splitting with an attorney. So I was really transactional at that point. Um, but Facebook was around, had just kind of came out, I think, a couple of years before that. And it was always like, what are you doing today? So my thing would be like selling a home or showing a home. Like mm. that was how Facebook was used back then. Um, and I just was telling everybody every step of my life for some reason. And people in the community, my town and friends started seeing that I was doing it. And the only reason I had business 
uh, to actually be selling homes or showing homes was through an attorney that we had split everything to handle the short sales and foreclosures. Mm -hmm. But from that, I got investors and then really built up the trust because not so many people want to use like a 21-year-old right. as a real estate yeah, agent. No, no. You know, like... Yeah, you got license at 18, so yeah. I know the struggle. Yeah, so you just start um, building that trust with people and they start seeing your proof of what you're doing. Um, and then videos came out. Uh, Snapchat actually was the first one that had filters and I just thought it was cool to have filters and that was what made me comfortable to get on camera. And I was actually just being funny or venting or something, you know, it wasn't anything I wanted the general public to see. But then people started messaging me on there and they're like, this is amazing. You should share this on Facebook. I was like, seriously? And I'd start sharing it. And like I had one where I used five different filters, pretended to be different people. And I got two deals from that. And I was like, oh, okay. There's something to it. There's something to it. And I think it was around like 2011-ish. And then I just doubled down on video. And it was horrible video. I mean, when you think about the pixelated, horrible videos I was posting, like of me walking around a home, like the worst videos. You remember the eye flip? No. The, the little, the little, the little was like the white thing. You, it was like a little white. Um, it was an eye product, Apple product. Okay. And then, and it had a little camera. And then it had the USB. You just put it right into the computer and pull the video off. See, that might have been before your time. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> that. I was using my phone, and they were. It was horrible. Um, but I was just documenting every little thing I was doing. Okay. Um, and that really built it. And then I started from there. Now, were you still at this time? doing this this process where you still kind of solo doing your own transaction work doing your own administrative work or did you oh yeah no i was doing everything i didn't have money to like pay for an assistant now i wish i would have like a hundred percent you know i think it was about 2010 i left the attorney and went with um like a boutique brokerage okay. and um because i felt like i had enough business now and enough business was like 10 deals yeah, yeah, but myself, yeah. you know, and like you're you're keeping it. Um, but then um, I was just working all the time. Like I was just working all the time. And with the videos, I started getting uh, target ads for running digital sales funnels. So in 2012 is when I took my first course and that became the catalyst of me constantly learning. Like I was a mm -hmm. bad student in school. Um, but I love learning and things I actually like. Were you not a bad student? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, I just didn't care about that stuff, right. you know? Like, this stuff's interesting. So I learned how to run a funnel, um, and then I realized how important video is to run a funnel because of how you can retarget your audience once they see it. And we did landing pages, we did all of that. And then it's just, I became an expert at that and a master at that and started getting clients and leads. All right, let me give the quote of the day. All right, let me get it. All right, quote of the day. In the real estate business, you learn more about people and you learn more about community issues. You learn more about life. You learn more about the impact of government, probably than any other profession that I know of. Johnny Isaacson. I agree. Quote of the day. All right. So became an expert at that uh, and then started taking multiple other real estate courses and added in mailers, added in, you know, community content. You just like keep building all of it. And I think my passion really does lie in like the community involvement and in the marketing side of the business. 
Um, and that's when I realized, okay, I can't be at conferences and I can't be behind my computer 24-7 and actually sell homes still. Uh, so I need a team. Okay. Right. So that's so you're so trying to learn and grow your business. Yeah. And raise a family. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So I started with a, a buyer's agent first, and she really helped me because I was such a control freak on like letting go. So we developed all of the systems together. Like I over explained every step and made a checklist. And like the girls even laugh at me still now because of my checklist. There's so many checklists. But it was the only way that I felt like I could trust somebody else with my clients. And you can look and see, are all the boxes lines checked? Okay, Did they we're do, good. Yeah, yeah. Did they do it? So that's where really then the systems came in place. But in hindsight, I should have absolutely gotten a transaction coordinator first, and then an assistant, and then buyer's agents. If you could rewind the clock. Yeah. But she did work out okay. Yeah. It's, I'm it's, saying it's, this for others, you know? So, okay, so how was it, um, you know, 21, 23, 24, small children, and then trying to serve clients. How, how were you able to make all that work and still and, 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 and still believe that it's going to work out? I mean, you know, making making enough money and not, you know, a lot of people quit. We know the failure rate. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people quit and say, this isn't going to work. I'll just go get a job. You know, but but being able to keep the thing. I think faith. like failure wasn't an option. Like what else was I going to do? Right. So it had to work. Yeah. You pushed through. Yeah. Um, in high school, I'd worked at a, a bank and that kind of started the financial thing. And then I worked for an insurance agent and that started a lot of the systems from there. I think I was what, from 18 to, well, probably 21, uh, uh, doing insurance. So you were doing sales, insurance sales. Um, I was like, assistant for somebody and then moved up to sales, but yeah, I learned so much in that avenue too. And like being comfortable talking to people. And then I looked at a settlement statement, and I'm like looking at commission. I'm like, I want to do that job. okay, well, I, I'm getting salary plus twenty dollars of policy. I close. I'm like, I can make some more money doing this, and that was ultimately what led to the transition. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I I just let my insurance license lapse. I still was just holding on to it because, like, you never know. You never know, right? And um, but you yeah. might need to you might need to get it back. Think about some JV opportunity. I know. Well, now I'm like, okay. Well, why did I do that? <laughs> in the future, coming next time yeah. we talk, you'll it'll yeah. I'll be in in place. Yeah. All right. So good. So then, and then, so at, at some point, you realized, uh, and I guess that would be mid mid uh, mid two mid I guess twenty five twenty six when you realized you needed some help. Oh well, no, really, it was like five years ago. Okay, so you pushed, yeah. you kept pushing, kept yeah. pushing. Solo for a while. Yeah. For 10 years. Uh, yeah, I oh. would easily work 80 hour weeks. Okay. Yeah. But then, and then you, but that, obviously, that's it's tough on the family. Yeah. yeah, that's tough we're on the family. Real. And so, you know, like I, my, when my kids would say, what's, what's daddy's favorite thing to do? And they would always say, oh, it's work. Well, Dad, my husband laughs and teases that my hobby is work. I mean, but this is my hobby. Like we're at a conference right now and we're learning and like it does fill me up. Like it does constantly, like, Oh, I could do that, or I could implement that, or that's cool. Like it makes you sharper. Yeah, and shut things iron. Yeah, and I so um, I guess it is a hobby. At least we get to work travel. Yeah, we get to travel. Get to you know, yeah. what, it's a little rainy today, but yeah. usually the weather's nice. This is we're in a great city in in uh, Nashville. Yeah, 
So I think as like for um, like the mother standpoint, I think because I was young and had the kids um, and there was a lot going on, like my son had illnesses, there was a lot going on and I don't do well in emotional settings. So what am I good at? Oh, I'm good at working. So like something hard's going on in life. I'm like, I can work. It'll fix yeah. it all. So, I mean, really, like, if somebody wants to know how you juggle the business and kids, like, my husband was great with the kids. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I love and adore my kids, obviously. But the teenage phase is so much funner to me than, like, the younger stage. Right now, I'm, like, thriving with the kids. But it's also probably because I have balance with staff and health yeah. and, like, all of that. Yeah. Okay. So. So, any, do you think that um, the kids are going to be entering the business? Anytime are they are you incorporating them with so are they interested? My son I think wants to and I keep telling him not. <laughs> Trying to turn them off. That's the opposite of mine. I'm like they my kids don't want to when I'm old. No, I mean you should try it. Yeah. Um so I was telling him, you know, I was like, All right, if you really want to, I think you should go commercial. Like have the nine to five. Like commercial agents, they don't really work weekends and they don't work evenings, you know? And it's a lot less transactions. So I think um, at least from the commercial agents I know, they have a much better work-life balance. Yeah, I would agree with. So that. I think when you you know are saying for your kids, like, what do you want for your kids? Yeah, and you want better, right? Yeah. You don't you don't they don't yeah. want to wish this eighty-hour life on them. Yeah. Or you could wish them with the full structure and the infrastructure with the exactly get the TC and well, share. You even told him I go. He's said, "Well, I can just come work for you." I'm like, "Oh no, honey, you're not gonna come work for me first because like you need to go work for somebody else." Realize how somebody else tells you what to do, you know, like go learn from the best commercial real estate agent in our town. Go be his bitch. I hope I can kind of, <laughs> you know, do get his coffees, get his papers, get whatever, because as long as you're helpful to him, you will listen to the conversations he's having. And that is the best education you can get um, is listening to somebody who's successful and, you know, not being a bother to them and just getting to constantly listen to the mm -hmm. conversations, you will level up so much quicker. So I was like, I would want you to do that for four to five years and then come open like a commercial side of the company or something, you know, not just a. Yeah, that's good advice. And also, you know, when you, especially with our children, they're going to see how it really is as opposed to think that, you know, mom's just being hard on me. Or dad's just being hard on me. No, and if anything, I'm actually being light on you, mm -hmm. but it it won't feel that way to mm -hmm. them. They need to they need to kind of experience it for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's I mean that's also just great advice for anybody who's trying to figure out how to level up their real estate career in general is like try to be as helpful. Like do transactions where you don't get paid on. Like not saying like all oh, yeah. all the work for right. you and not like do it with the benefit of learning. Like say, I will do anything for you. I just want to be able to shadow you completely. And that I think also has been a struggle for our team in hiring is um, I want my agents to shadow me or to shadow Carrie and like hear the conversations now. Cause she was, Carrie was only ever trained by me. So she does it my way. She has the conversations. Um, she's, you know, never submitted an inspection repair request and hasn't gotten it accepted or approved. Like, I don't know agents like that because when they go against me on the other side, I'm like, oh, no. Right, you're pushing back. Yeah, but they get, she gets all of them approved. Like, the way that 
because we've worked so closely together and the conversations we have, like the new agents coming to the team, I want them to realize real estate is a 60 hour work week when you're, especially if you're just starting and be next to somebody who can teach you because that's the quickest way to yeah. grow. No, it is. And I think a lot of um, agents or even small business owners, they don't uh, see the value in coaching, mm -hmm. which is really what that is. They don't want to pay for it mm -hmm. for some reason. But that is a way to get it for free yeah, and learn and get, you know, free coaching. But they won't want to either give up a commission or, or take a lesser salary. They say they'll just figure it out, maybe watch some YouTube videos. But it's the long way around. Yeah. It's a long way around, you know, or people want a hundred percent commission, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, a hundred percent of zero is going to be great, but I can give you 50% of a lot of a lot more, you know, than that you could go get on your own. Um, but people just, I don't think they look at the big picture until they're on the struggle bus, um, with it. But yeah, I mean, even with, you know, helping on transactions that don't benefit you or going and showing for one of your teammates where you're not getting a monetary benefit for that. Like your leads and brokers see that and the next time a deal comes in, you know, or a lead comes in that they know would close, they probably would give it to you when you're a team player and like helping others. So that's the biggest. So it's a service mentality. Mm -hmm. That's a recurring theme Yeah, is that, that we see, you know, with the, with those who are successful like yeah. yourself is, you know, when they have that, um, that service mentality, they're just helping others. Therefore, my high school's mantra was uh, men for others okay. in my high school. So, uh, but yeah, being, being of service yeah. and then, and, and everything comes back around. Always. It always comes back around. So speaking of the struggle bus, you mentioned, okay, we'll share a time and I'm, you know, and maybe there wasn't, I know, I'm sure you, I'm sure your career, I'm sure everything was perfect oh, no. for the last, no, no <laughs> flaws, no, no trip ups. But what was a time, uh, when either it could have been a, a struggle in the business or a, a personal struggle? that really, you know, some real adversity that you had to face and, and how did you, how did you overcome it? I mean, I touched on, I, I think it would probably just be when my son was sick, but, um, uh, it was like a two years, super rare autoimmune disease, but like he's had half of his right lung removed. He's had bone marrow transplant grafts, like bone grafts, rods, like all sorts of stuff. Um, so but because I was good at work, not so good at dealing with that emotional battle, I did double down on work. And I think now I regret probably working as much, but also knowing like, well, I have to still provide for my family and everything um, and handle that. But that was probably the toughest because yeah, I was running from Jupiter to Miami as two hours. So I was like constantly commuting back and forth and trying to pretend everything was okay. And like try to pretend like we're all good. Um, that's probably my biggest. Yeah, yeah, I do that. We all do that sometimes. I mean, we it, sometimes when we're workaholics, mm -hmm. like you and I, it is easier to uh, just work more. And 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 as long as you're working and then you can make some wins over here, then somehow we justify that everything that it's better yeah. on the other yeah. side. Um, but, but you're right. You know, we, we all have, you know, some, some regret when we look back and yeah, what, maybe would have done a little different. Probably should have done that a little, a little better, but. A little differently, but that's, but we're, but we're here and I, and he's healthy now yeah. and, and, and strong. And so, so everything's good. Yeah. Now, okay. Where, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where, where do you see your, your team, your team of, 
you know, six. I need more agent, mm -hmm. but that is uh, internal. Well, it's not very internal because I talk about it all the time. That is something I'm really struggling with because I know we do need to grow. Um, but I also am so nervous about the culture changing inside my office. Like everyone on my team has become a good friend of mine too. So I don't want to mess that up. Um, I want everyone to like feel like a family still in the office. But also if I don't scale, my business doesn't move forward and I'm just going to stay where I'm at. But at times I'm like, I don't know where I'm at. It's not that bad. <laughs> right. But, you know, but that's the, uh, the, those, you know, some, the, some people call it the complacency W, yeah. you know, we all face that where things are okay, or in some cases pretty good. Yeah. But, but if we're not growing, sometimes we're shrinking yeah. by default. So, yeah. but that, but that's so, you know, that's something I guess you'll have to wrestle with it because the reality is the culture will change, yeah. you know, um, unless you're very intentional and you're bringing in you know, one agent at a time, not like this is our next group of five agents that we're onboarding this month. You know, that's a quick way for the culture to change. But you can, you know, bring the, bring it in slowly and get acclimated. And, and that's going to be a slower process of growth. Yeah. To, but, but if... Um, so I think for us too, because of all of our systems and marketing, I really feel like we have it all together. Like I look at it and I said to you, I don't want to add anything new. Like, in 2023, I really feel like we do such a good job at what we do. Um, we have so many inbound leads. I don't pay for Zillow. I don't pay for Realtor. Like uh, the only thing I pay for are my mailers and my digital um, farming ads. And, you know, the agents on your team at certain points, they're content and fine with where they're at. So we have all these inbound opportunities that one, I do truly feel like we're the best agents in our area. So like I want clients and leads and buyers and sellers to be serviced properly. Like I think they deserve that. Like these are my neighbors, mm -hmm. right? So I always want to help everyone. Um, however, with the amount of people we have, we're kind of, we're capped. Right. So that's where I know I have to. <laughs> right. I know I have to or else you know it yeah because the, the thing is so the way that you know one and an approach and the way I I'll, I'll I share with you know our agents is that if you if you truly believe that you have the best system you have the best process you provide the best service then you have to do everything it, it you have to do everything in your power to get that client's attention yeah. so that you can serve him or her yeah because then if not, then you're doing a disservice by that client going to ABC yeah. instead of coming to the wolf. Well, the amount of like, you know, horror stories you hear in real estate of how people were treated. Or you can even see online when somebody asks for a real estate recommendation um, and you get the keyboard warrior saying, yeah, just do it yourself. You know, it, right. I don't blame people when they're upset about it. They just had a bad experience. Right. They had a bad agent. And I don't want that to be the industry reputation. I don't want my neighbors to have a bad experience. You don't want to have to, to go to the next aisle when you see them in the grocery yeah. store. Oh, well, there's Mr. Smith. Look. No, so we try to, you know, I just, that's that's just part of the struggle with the growth. And I just know it needs to happen, aside from my coach telling me every right. day of my life that. Okay, so we know, hire. So we know <laughs> it's happening. So what would that look like? Would it look like two more agents? 
10 more? I probably... Can your can Jupiter support? Oh, yeah. Uh, I gen We genuinely probably need to be around 8 to 10 sales agents in my office to not have the missed opportunities and the missed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. So you, you, we know the horror stories. We've heard several of them. Share, a, share a, a real story that you had either that you experienced, either it could be a client story or, you know, something that... Um, like a crazy story that you had with a client. Okay, like a bad one? Yeah, or, yeah, probably that would be, yeah, th something that ho hopefully didn't end bad, but if it did, then that's the story. You got a lot of them. You're, you're trying to well, pick it Well, yeah, you know, and you always think, like, you'll never forget about it. Like, it was so bad, and then you kind of also... You force it out of your yeah, memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... I think the biggest one was from 2021 was the <laughs> uh, a lawsuit that one of my clients was getting sued by his buyer. And on our team, like I would never represent a seller and a buyer. Dual agency is allowed in our area. Um, but like I would always make somebody on my team, even if they called me directly, even if they came in the open house, like I want there to be that clear so line. So they have some representation. So they, um, he was their buyer's agent and my seller couldn't have been a nicer human being. Um, the guy got his inspection, said everything was fine, totally fine and moved on. And then he ends up suing the seller for like a hundred grand and then starts threatening us. And just like when I say threatening, it's a man threatening an office full of girls. And we're like, okay. And he lives in our neighborhood. And now he's like threatening all the neighbors and stuff. And he's from up north. And I'm like, how the hell did I sell to a monster? Right. So I think that lately has been my worst experience. I'm just like, I wish I could rewind the undo the transaction well i wouldn't have known too because it was like right before the pandemic started and just like the bad it was not great timing and you know he the seller needed to sell and you know it was an offer and yeah. i just wish especially because it's in my neighborhood i wish i would have known that uh he was crazy <laughs> well you, you know you we find we never know when people don't they don't there's no sign that says crazy no i just wish there was a little bit of i don't know but out of all the transactions, if only one ended up being like that bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Out of hundreds of transactions. What do you like to do outside of, uh, what do you guys do outside of real estate? When you're not, when you're not, your other hobbies, what are your other hobbies? Okay. Other than um, probably boating. Yeah. Like boating. boating. We went to the Bahamas four times or six times. I don't know. This summer. When you just ride on over? Yeah. It's an hour and a half boat ride. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Service kind of sucks over there. Um, but I grew up doing that, so you just, you know, you know everybody on the island, and it's great. Okay, it's, yeah, what is what was that life? You, growing up, boating, just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, so we have a lot of uh, engineers in our area um, because we have a, a couple different companies that have, like, a lot of engineers that work for them. Mm -hmm. So that's really what started Jupiter, the boom in the 80s, was these two companies moved their headquarters out there. And um, so my dad was an engineer. And the way they did business was he took friends fishing and stuff. And so he had lots of boats. And then we started the Bahamas thing. I mean, I don't ever remember not spending the summer over there. And sometimes if he had to fly back and then fly, you know, fly back to Jupiter and then fly back, he'd leave his boat and leave us and the family. And we just, that's what we did. My mom was a teacher. So 
she had the summers off with us and that was life. Sounds I didn't fun. know any different. Sounds super cool. So, wow. So let me ask you this. If if I want, was an aspiring agent in Jupiter or surrounding areas, um, you know, and, and you're doing amazing things online, you're getting more leads than you can handle. Thank you. <laughs> um, but you're, you're, so you're, so you're, you're, your service level to maintain the excellent service level that you have with your clients, there are opportunity lost opportunities. So if I was an agent, I wanted to to say, hey, I want to help. I want to I want to help serve some of your clients and and do it the Wolf Team way. Yeah. Or if I was a snowbird or someone buying a vacation home or wanting to move and live in Jupiter, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, how would we reach you? Wolf of Real Estate, but it's Wolf with an E at the end. So wolfofrealestate.com. Um, that's also my handle on all socials, but all of our information's there. And we have a huge uh, resource library of information, content. Like we like to be, you know, a resource to anybody. So yeah, the water's super blue. It is. We have aqua water. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Well, this was awesome. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.